Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of You'll Die Trying, the obituary. My name is Andrew Hayden, and I'm a former funeral director apprentice. Joining me, as always, is my partner, Micah Roberts, who's a current funeral director apprentice and embalmer. Each week, you'll hear us dive into Nathan Morris's most recent episode of You'll Die Trying, where we'll break down his stories in the funeral profession and share our own funeral experiences related to the content. In this episode, we'll break down You'll Die Trying's I'm Not That Important to discuss why you have to delegate in the funeral profession, why it's easy to get an empty tank, trusting your team, and overworking yourself to feed your need to be needed that isn't helping anyone, including you. This episode is brought to you by Big Turkey Foot Coffee, the official coffee of the Morris Family Services. Be sure to check out our website at www.youldietrying.com where we'll be dropping brand new podcast merchandise, Morris Family Services apparel, and of course, Big Turkey Foot Coffee. Let's get started. Okay, so what were your thoughts on on Nathan's most recent podcast, Micah? So, you know, first when I listened to it, um, I thought, shit, eight weeks straight. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) That's a a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know, of of course, I'm still new at this, but I've done, um, you know, two weeks straight, and I thought that was bad. You know, it's it's, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's so much that goes into it, um, and he's got four kids on top of that, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm just like, eight weeks straight, no days off, no nights off. Sometimes I feel like five days straight is too much. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let alone, yeah, and that's, what, 56 days total, I think? Yeah. Isn't it pretty close? Yeah. yeah. Eight it's, times seven is 56. But. Um, yeah, it's it's just, it's it's a long time. And and I I get where he's coming from with it, absolutely. Um, you know, he, he, he feels like he has to constantly be here. He, he you know, it's, it's the need to be needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that because I'm kind of the same way. Um, you know, I, I think career-wise, career we all want to be irreplaceable. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the complete opposite. You know, we're all replaceable in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard to think about. You yeah. know, like, I mean, you, you, you're irreplaceable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, it's it's just amazing to think that this industry has been like the way that he did that, right? That he worked fifty six days straight, eight weeks without a break, without any days off. I mean, yeah. think about the time spent away from your family. That's that's the yeah. way that this industry had molded it's, every it, professional. It's a ton of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a lot, and you know, I didn't realize how much um, until you know we were we witnessed it firsthand. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a lot on your family. I mean, it's it's very oh. stressful on you know, and Megan does this job too, and she mm-hmm. you know. Luckily, can understand on on his side mm-hmm. um, why it is, but you know, I think their kids don't understand that. Sure, you know, yeah. And so, you know, they they see what he misses, and and that he's not there for you know bedtime or you know whatever. Um, so it's just you know extremely that would be extremely hard. Oh yeah, I mean, because I mean, let alone kids are a full time job themselves. They they need everything <laughs> yeah. else too, like that. You have to provide, but um, yeah, going back to what what um, I was touching on just a little bit before that was. 
that need to feel needed and like that, you know, how much importance you take with every death call. And Mm -hmm. especially when you own the funeral home, because in in former (laughs) years and, you know, a couple decades ago when people that owned the funeral home lived in the apartments above the funeral home, handled everything from start to finish Mm -hmm. with a removal all the way through arrangements and then eventually to the service and driving the family or the hearse to the cemetery, burial and then I mean you'd see everything do completion. Yeah. And 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 honestly, like once you once you do the removal, you know, you you instantly kind of connect with that family. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're in there during the first few hours um of the passing. And so you you kind of share this this connection and then you meet with them for arrangements and you're going over every little detail on how to celebrate this loved one's um life. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like you have to be there throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, but I wonder why that is, though, too. Yeah. You know, what it, What about it makes you responsible? I, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just that feeling. I don't, I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to describe, really. Um, but, you know, and he goes through with, you know, the, doing the handoff, um, you know, trusting, trusting your teammates more. I mean, it really is simple if done correctly, mm-hmm. you know, like I can just be like, hey, you know, I, you know, Mr. Jones, I am, you know, leaving tonight, but, you know, my my partner Tommy and Chris will be here um, taking over every step of the way. You know, they'll be right out here in case you need them. You know, you're you're in good hands. Right. Um, you know, kind of thing. Um, so if done correctly, it's, it's honestly okay. And as long as the family is, um, you know, you keep them with like at ease almost yeah. or yeah, yeah. just or, like you just you keep them updated on everything then it really isn't that bad no i mean cuz i think that at least something that i've noticed for everybody at Haley McGinnis and and Morris family as a whole that it's it's just the the culture the way it is i mean we're all different but mm-hmm. everyone kind of has the everyone gets along in like such a way almost that it's yeah. it's very unique and authentic but I think that when you do those hand those delicate handoffs, like he talks about, and what he was avoiding for the longest time, because mm-hmm. um, he said his words at Monday meetings, he would share about how he was trusting everybody on the team, and then as um, he actually took a step back and realized driving home after his eighth week straight that my words are shallow. That yeah, I'm that not, he really I'm, wasn't. That he was he was talking the talk, but he wouldn't mm-hmm. walk the walk. Yeah, and, and and it's not so much as I don't think he was trusting them. He just wasn't allowing himself to let go. Yes, essentially to yeah. to pat because everyone. I going back to the handoff, like you were saying. I think that when you do pat, we wouldn't say pass off, but when you when you let someone else handle everything after arrangements for the actual service, the visitations mm-hmm. and the burial. On the team, I mean, you're still there's still a representation of yourself because mm-hmm. I mean we're all part of Moore's family, but everyone has and shares that same deep level of care, yeah, and and personal responsibility. I think to ensure that the family has an exceptional service and experience with us, to where mm-hmm. they feel cared for, they feel like that we they matter, yeah, that they I um, agree that they yeah. receive the utmost care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that's why we get along so well um, as a team is because we we do we all go through the same situations, um, and when when they're not there for their family, you know they're putting their trust in us to take over, right? Um, because it's still going to come back on the 
actual director that you know met with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and so it, it would be the same in my situation. Like if I met with the family and I wasn't there for um, that service, you know, I would expect my teammates to still, you know, sh- be exceptional. Right. You know, because it's it's my name on the line um, as well as theirs. You know, definitely. But, you know, it's just all about trust. Yeah, and I think that that's. Um... I mean, it's just, it's amazing too, to even see how much it's advanced Mm -hmm. since, I mean, even you being here now, because you, you never really have seen anything like that, have you? With somebody working eight weeks straight. I know you said you've had two weeks, but... No, I mean, was that Chris, based <laughs> Christine picks up a lot of slack. Christine does. Um, you know, so she's probably been at, you know, eight weeks or more um, on, on you know, the funeral directing side. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally for me, no. No, it's probably just been about two weeks. Because I know that Christine... She used to be my partner when I was the uh, when I was an apprentice, <laughs> and I remember one week that we had a weekend off, but she came in, so it was it was a perfect storm for her too because there was if you're doing removals for death calls, you have to be a licensed funeral director to make that removal by mm-hmm. yourself. Correct. Yep. We had three apprentices on staff, and Christine was the only licensed director. <laughs> And then Tommy, who we talk about a couple times on the show, Tommy mm-hmm. lives an hour and a half away from the Owensboro location. And he's on call for the Owensboro location, but the only thing he can do is take the call in dispatch. <laughs> yeah. but because, and delegate. And because the three of us could never uh, go by ourselves, Christine was— It was always was, Christine with, with It was someone. always Christine. Yeah. And I think that one week, what was she at? Like I think she said 128 hours or something. It <laughs> yeah. was— I don't even know if that's that's right for um, how many weeks or hours are in a week. But and it, it, well, it probably is because I know um, I don't know if it was my first or my second week. Um, I can't I can't even remember now, but it was. Um, I think we got like a hundred. I I want to say one hundred and twenty hours in one week, and I was oh exhausted. Gosh. I was like, Christine, I don't know how you've been doing it for this long. It's like, just. It, <laughs> I, I said, but, if this is every week, I mean, it's... I'm, I'm going to reevaluate some things yeah. really quick because I've yeah. got to... I need to be calling Dr. Mitchell again yeah. and seeing if I can get my job so, back. Hey, this this little trial <laughs> didn't work out. So I think that I think we're going to go back to uh, back to formula. Yeah. But yeah. that's, that is, um, you know, it, it's just, it's amazing though, too, on the, on the flip side that someone, because people are always searching for passion, mm, yeah. for, for fulfillment in their work and their lives and... Yeah. To have that much dedication to your work, I think that's something that a lot of people envy. Yeah, um, because you you do get that fulfillment out of of going to work, even yeah, if it's that yeah. much. Even if it's that much, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no. I, I mean, 128 yeah, I in in that week um, that we you know we had that many hours. It while exhausting, it was you know I was constantly learning. Um, I was enjoying every every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really is, it's, it's amazing to learn firsthand, um, what we do. Yeah. I mean, and that was another thing too, going back to the hundred and 120 hours you worked for a Mm -hmm. week, your first week. Another thing that Nathan really talked about in the episode was he was empty. Yeah. His tank was empty. I mean, understandably so. Yeah. But um, have I you, can see how I, I mean, could get it. Did, did I mean week one? I mean, because like with Christine, I don't see how she hasn't ever hit E because funeral burnout is a real thing. There's and a that, director. It's what is it? Emotional burnout? They call it funeral director's burnout, or because it's it's maybe. like the, it's a perfect storm of of physical burnout, emotional burnout. Yeah. Because I mean, you you got to think of everything that actually. 
well, goes this, into that. Yeah, well, I mean, this job on its own um, can be emotionally exhausting anyway. Sure. Um, and so when you, you know, throw the 120 hours on top of, you know, yeah. emotional um, exhaustion, it's just... And the last, it is the perfect storm. I mean, it's it's a lot. And I'm sure that Christine has had burnouts before. I mean, I know how stressed she gets. I mean, and she's I mean, she's not only a funeral director, um, but she's also our manager. Mm-hmm. And so she manages how many how many employees? Uh, at least the, at least 15 or 16. Yeah. She manages two locations. Um and it's and then she's going out and doing death calls at night. Yeah. And you got to be there the next day. Yeah. Five hours later, and I am not managing anybody, and I, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I am tired, y'all. <laughs> sure, because what was she telling me about Indiana the other night? That- yeah, so she's she's actually the only um, one at Haley McGinnis to have her Indiana license, um, so she can do removals um, over there. And so this one was, um, I think she said the family started contacting her at one in the morning. We actually didn't get the call until about two. Um, so we, you know, we went at two in the morning and mm-hmm. went to, um, I think it was Newburgh, the hospital in there. Which and is so about an hour good, away. Yeah, that's a good 45 minutes um, at least um, to an hour. At two in the morning. At two in the morning, you know, and then. You get there at three. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then coming back and, you know, we're getting to the funeral home at, you know, Actually, like probably four or four thirty, mm-hmm. and then you know, as we take them into our care, uh, we're also we fingerprint every loved one that comes in, and mm-hmm. we add them to our system, um, mm-hmm. and you know, and so we're not done. Like just because we went and picked up somebody doesn't mean you know we just you know put them put them you know in our care center, um, right? And and then you know wash our hands of it until the next day. I mean, we're still doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we didn't. I, I don't think I got home until like about five fifteen, five thirty in the morning. Christine had to work. I was off, I was scheduled off mm-hmm. <laughs> the next uh, day. Um, right. th- this was on a Monday or I guess Tuesday morning, but I was off on Tuesday starting at six in the morning. Jeez. And so for me, like I got to go to sleep, um, and and. You know, recover, and Christine had to go into work at, at by eight in the morning. Yeah, I mean, and it's you know, it's a lot. And that, and I think she had told me that she received the first dispatch calls, just a heads up. So mm-hmm. that's something that we'll get from an answering service a lot, or yeah. like, or maybe someone from hospice or a hospital. They'll usually they'll, the hospital. Yeah, they call it like a just. It, it's just a kind just, of like a courtesy call. Just, just is get what prepared. I would consider it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think she said that one came in at eleven at night. Or, okay, so yeah. she had been so she had been asleep. She got the first one, so she stayed up after she because I think she went to bed. She said at like eight o'clock that night mm-hmm. because she's always up, and so she just tries to get as much sleep as she can. Yeah, so yeah, you you learn to sleep as you can. Right, right. So she was <laughs> she she was up at eleven and waited until the call came. So mm-hmm. she was up for four hours thinking that it was going to come. Thinking a it lot was going to be quick, right? <laughs> And um, and then there's the end result. So she had been yeah. up for the entire night waiting on on, yeah, I on think, this. I think she got a solid an hour and a half or or two hours of sleep. That give night, or take. And then she know? went and I think that y'all had visitation late the next day, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, because I remember yeah. there was my uh, like getting close to E. Mm-hmm. I it was it was Easter week this year. E for Easter man. I I guess so. <laughs> but we had um, I I was scheduled to work the weekend. 
Um, and there's never services on Easter, okay? Mm-hmm. There's never services on Easter. Well, um, that whole week, I was on call Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Monday night, we got two calls. The first one came at around like 7 p.m., right after we had left work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Per usual. Yeah. Per usual. Yeah. <laughs> so I go home, I get to bed around 12, I think, when everything, because I think we had to go out of town to make this removal. Mm-hmm. Went back home, climbed back in bed after taking my suit off and hanging it back up. I was in bed for 45 minutes and the phone <laughs> rang again. And this time we had to go and make another removal. So I was home by. 2.30 or 3, mm-hmm. all in the same process with preparing cots and mm-hmm. bringing the loved yeah. one to the care center and doing everything with barcoding. So that was about, so I, I got about three hours of sleep that night, I think, three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then turn around on Wednesday after having a service, and we got another call as we were locking the doors up after an 8 p.m. visitation. God, yeah. So it was 8 p.m. I know those, yep. <laughs> and Christine says, hey, heads up, it's in Ohio County. Oh, so yeah. that's that's a good hour. I, I always love Christine's heads up. Yeah. She just <laughs> says, hey. I apologize in advance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, we got another death call. So yeah. that happened. And then eventually we'd, we'd been on several. So you're already running tired mm-hmm. and then you start to get kind of emotionally burned out because you're like, when is it going to, I mean, you have to get a little bit selfish, I think. And, yeah. and just when will I catch a break yeah. and to it, catch up? But it's so hard to be selfish in this industry because, you know, people are, are literally losing and they're people so, in mm-hmm. their lives. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, you just feel that yeah. you need to be there. It's just, and then, but going back to the whole thing, just to wrap up the Easter story, mm-hmm. okay? So I experienced the burnout because Saturday morning, um, we got a call at 5.15 or like 4.45, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I already had to come into work on Saturday, be there at 8 a.m., and we didn't have anything scheduled, so <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't super happy about having to come in and and just sit there yeah. when nothing's going on. Um, yep, I usually I usually start cleaning at that point. Do like you? I was like, yep, I get the vacuum out, yeah. and, and vacuum up the chapel and the front porch mm-hmm. <laughs> about anything I can. <laughs> so yeah, so we get this call at like five fifteen or at four forty five, and by the time I get home, it's like six. 50 or 7 a.m. And I mean, at that point, I would have already been up anyway. So mm-hmm. didn't go back to bed after getting up at 4.45, 4.30, whatever. And um, then Nathan actually came in to talk to me and Christine at on the Saturday and said that, hey, guys, um, I met with this family. I'm sorry. They are not um, part of, I guess, Christian mm-hmm. denomination, and, and they want to do the service on Sunday, tomorrow. Yeah. Easter. And I was like, are you kidding me? So yeah. I, mean, I had family. We all had family coming in. Christine, I think her brother had come in from Virginia. Yeah. Um, they had something. So all those plans were diminished. Yeah, and just... and then you just had to go. And we and the service ended up finishing up at like 530 yeah. in Ohio County. So then we drove from Ohio County back home. And I think we got to the funeral home around 615. And on my way home, we got a death call. <laughs> I was I was about to pull in the driveway and we got a death call. You kind of just want to cry at and that point. I, I like. think I said I think I said, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> I was I was beyond put off at this yeah. point, and and we were um, 
we had to drive to Evans or past Evansville, like 30 minutes north of Evansville. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it I mean, was another, I didn't get home on Easter until like nine or nine 30. And I was at the point where I was like, this is, I'm done. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't keep doing this. This is not me. And right. it was, it was really hard. It was really hard for that. It that, is. And, and you really just hope that your family understands as well. Um, because I can see where, you know, one's significant other would, you know, miss you. <laughs> it, sure. But maybe like it, <laughs> it, it, it may, may cause some tension in your relationship. Sure. I mean, cause it's, it's taking, it's taking priority over your personal life. Mm-hmm. I mean, like your, your family, which is, I mean, you work to provide for your family, but mm-hmm. it's become your, I mean, your everything. It's your, yeah. Literally your life. But that is, I mean, that's, that's. Why you yeah. see funeral directors, at least those two stories right there are a little snippet into, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love to get Christine or Tommy on on this and, and talk to them about oh, yeah. when they've experienced burnout, what happened, <laughs> how long. I mean, because yeah. ours are like scratching the surface of yeah. what, I mean, some of them have gone through. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, they've been here for, you know, five plus years. Sure. And Tommy's been working in this industry for 20 mm-hmm. years, 25 years, something like that. Yeah. I think Christine's going on year seven, maybe, or mm-hmm. so... It's just we're we're sitting here nitpicking and we have we have no room to talk. <laughs> no. We have no room no, to talk. Not really. But and you know I think too though even going in further another thing that I really found interesting when when Nathan's talking about trusting his team and he has this epiphany that that this is what has to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that like it's? I mean I can see how it's really hard to pass that off, but do you think you just finally hit a point and you're like? I have no other option or I'm going to be, I'm just. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what do you think leads you to that point besides just like the getting on E, everything like that? Like, how do you, how do you find, I mean, is it just through sheer force of will that you're like, I have to do this or I'm not going to last? Yeah. I mean, I I would say so. Um, The thing about doing um, what you love, what's, what's the saying you do what you love and never work a day in your life. Yep. Um, but that's not true because you can still do what you love, um, but sh- you do that for 24-7. <laughs> you're, you're eventually, not gonna, you're, you're not, not going to love You're not going to love it very long, <laughs> I know? promise. It's just, I mean, it still takes up all of your time and, and, and you have no spare time. Yeah. Um, you know, so you just you just have to. Yeah, it's it's that force. It's, you know, like, hey, if, if I don't go home now, I'm going to regret this job, or mm-hmm. I'm going to, re- you know, regret going for this this passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it is it is a force, but it's a good force to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just shows you how important that yeah. balance is. I yeah. think. I mean, because it it will it will test you in every form and fashion possible. <laughs> every, every way it can. You will second guess yourself. You will say, "Is this what I want to be doing <laughs> with my life?" I'm already partially thinking. Yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, you got. I mean, you got to sit there. I mean, because when we were doing it, and the time commitment is—it's like a marriage. I mean, yeah. you're you're married to someone, married to the game, and you you better hope that it's <laughs> it's it's somebody you love because if not, yeah. you're not going to be happy most of the yeah. time. And yeah. um, that was like—I mean, when you talk about trusting your team and things like that, and and being able to delegate, mm-hmm. I I wasn't I wasn't raised in the funeral profession. Neither were you. But no, no, I um. We have several people here that were, and I'd sit there and, and look at just, you know, the way things were always done. Like, why would you do things like this? Why would you not want your free time? Yeah. Why would you not want to, like, have a life outside of 
a funeral home. And they say, well, because that's how dad did it. That's what, it's just, it's what you have to do. And Mm -hmm. my thought is, it is not what you have to do. You just have not thought of a different way to do things. Mm-hmm. There's more than one way to do things. Just because it's always been done that mm-hmm. way doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. And and there's always that uh, phrase too of, well, somebody has to do it. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, yeah. but not me. <laughs> exactly. Every day. <laughs> right. Every day. I mean, but like it's it's just and nuts. We all signed up for this, mm-hmm. you know. But what's crazy is that it's almost like, I guess in like a corporate structure, you would be doing accounting, and then you'd also be doing sales, and then you'd also be doing, um, like, expansion, and you would be, mm-hmm. um, like, the janitor. And you would yeah. be, I mean, it's it's everything. And then you'd be in charge of shipping and contacting vendors. I mean, it's... It's slightly coordinated chaos. All the time. Yeah. it's There's no single defined role unless you're in an office space. Mm-hmm. If you're part of like the reception or office managing for like the, the funeral homes accounting side of things. Mm-hmm. You do everything embalming, you do removals, you do. So mm-hmm. that's what I just found to be like the biggest thing that has never changed within this industry. And we've started to make some of those changes, but you can kind of see it nationwide a little bit because you start to have like ties, for example. Mm-hmm is a um, their removal company that will, if if a loved one that wants to come to Owensboro for their funeral, but they died in the Louisville well, Hospital yeah. or like Lexington, mm-hmm. they will transport that loved one to Owensboro. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, it's it's a removal service. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. And that's all they do. But, yeah, they just drive to, to the place of the deceased and then they bring them uh, wherever the family wants them to go. Mm-hmm. But... I just that was one thing I, I just thought of it just how can you how can you redefine a role within it so that was that was something I've always kind of thought about mm-hmm. I guess with with just how it's still very old school yeah. but there's starting to be a little bit of change mm-hmm. but I mean for the most and, part and it has sometimes hasn't been. just slow change is is all it needs uh, depending on on what exactly it is. Um, Right, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes, you, sometimes you need more of that change. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so it is. It's constantly changing. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like um, whether it's 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 slow or not, um, mm-hmm. but it can be good. No, absolutely. Well, then going into like the final thing that he was talking about was he had Nathan had said that he had overworked himself to feed his need to be needed mm-hmm. because at his root. Funeral directors love the need to to be needed. Yeah, essentially, it's I guess it's part of the love language. I love the chaos. Yeah, I I love I love being there. That is that is my love language. Wholeheartedly, acts of service. Um, and I just I have to constantly, you know, Mm -hmm. be there for them. I just I feel it. It's like it's it's like a force. Like it's just like a man. I can't go home. (laughs) Yeah. Do Do you think that's something that every funeral director has? Every single one. I think they at least started out with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would yeah. like to think so. I can they, believe it. You know, started out with it. Um, do they have it now? Um, still, who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's like flashes. I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, probably with certain ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. I I think that some of them still have it. Yeah, I mean, I can I can buy that. Mm-hmm. I think so. But I mean, it's just. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't wrap my head around, I guess, because doing what you guys do every day takes so much. Mm-hmm. 
I guess, I, I mean, it's it, you can see how it is your vocation. Yeah. I mean, but it's... Yeah. I can promise you that if I did not um, love this, if I did not get that fulfillment out of it, I would not... I, I wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. It's you, it's too much for just a job, right? It's 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 way too much for that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think they're they're all wholeheartedly devoted because I can promise you, if they weren't, they would not be. They wouldn't be here, right? They wouldn't be running around like this um, all hours of the night. I mean, it's just it's madness. Yeah, I mean, like when you is 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 it like the I guess the gratification at the end that fulfillment from the families like is it is it that knowing you did a good job or is it yeah. knowing that they depend on you or I, I, I for me i think it's knowing that they depend on me i like really? to be dependable okay mm-hmm. yeah i like that I, I like to be the hard worker i like to stand out um you know it's we were raised on hard work mm-hmm. um and so for me it just stuck wow. um and so i i, I do i um i i like the being dependable like that. Um, the gratification on top of that is just <laughs> good. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an added bonus then. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just an added bonus. Um, but yeah, I would say for me, it's, it's dependability for sure. I can see that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, it is definitely, I mean, there were times when I was working this job that it is, it, it does feel very good mm-hmm. to have a family tell you, to write yeah. you a note telling you how great yeah. you did. They're always and that everything turned out, you know, so so beautiful, mm-hmm. and you know they so and so would have loved this. How you appreciative know. they were, yes. things like that. That that is great to have that yeah. that verbal feedback to have those words it of is. affirmation. It's very nice. That does feel good. Mm-hmm. I will say that does, but um, it's just it takes a lot to get to that point too. Yeah, and, and it's got to be it's got to be. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> a lot of elbow grease goes into that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it does. It does have to be perfect. Um, and, and you know, it's funny. Like we we all nitpick about things we notice. Like someone, if someone's singing like a national anthem at a basketball game, they don't sound very good. <laughs> you notice they you, know, you, know, yeah. you you notice they're off key, or somebody like has. Um, and I know y'all be making Facebook statuses like crazy. So. Right, <laughs> right, or just and just things like that. But like it's we always nitpick and things like that, but. When you the next time you go to a funeral home, if you go to a visitation or a service, and um, someone's pointing out maybe some minor detail issues or flaws, mm-hmm. kind of keep in mind everything we've talked about today on, the, on I guess over the past couple episodes yeah. about how much is actually you know has to happen for a funeral service to to be completed. And, mm-hmm. and, and and honestly, try to put yourself um, in our shoes. I mean, could you do it? Could you could you do our job? Could mm-hmm. you be there um, 24-7? Um, could you emotionally detach yourself sometimes? Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, you need to do that um, mm-hmm. as well. You know, can you do it? And you don't know what that director had been, if they even went to sleep the night before. <laughs> You don't. You don't know if they. This is their. If this Odds is, are no. Yeah, there's there's a <laughs> they good did not. there's a good chance that I, I'd say the a director maybe averages four to six hours of sleep every night mm-hmm. when you're on call. There's a there's a meme um, that I really like, um, and and maybe we'll share it on <laughs> you'll you'll die trying on, 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 or on Instagram. Um, but or, it's, yeah, it shows like it's it's. Three uh, positions of you know like one's like how does a teacher sleep, um, one's like how does a nurse sleep, and then one is how does a funeral director <laughs> sleep, and the body's not there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's my absolute favorite because it's so true. Like it's, it is, 
<laughs> you just routine does not exist. It does not. But the um, it's great. I mean, it's just it's nuts that that much is is mm-hmm. demanded of you for this. Yeah, just to make sure that that funeral celebration is perfect because every single day you choose someone else over yourself when mm-hmm. you work in this field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very 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 hard to wrap your head around, yeah. especially in our world today. That. Um, but it is a complete devotion mm-hmm. to yeah. make sure that others are served before your own needs. Yeah. For your own families, they are chosen before your own. Mm-hmm. But, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Be sure to go check out our website like we talked about earlier. Go get you some big turkey foot coffee. Mm-hmm. Everybody have a very Merry Christmas and tune in next Thursday for another episode of The Obituary. 